0: There's a reason why Joe Rogan is the is the goat of podcasting. So hear me out. Number one, he's super likable. Super likable. Like it's unbelievable how likable he is. He's sincere, he's authentic, he's straight up. But here's also the other part, okay? He draws in the audience of UFC. How many guys love it when Joe Rogan reacts when a guy gets knocked out? Oh my God, you know, it's like, yeah. dude, we can't wait to see that. And then the meme, he's interviewing everybody with the mic in the face after whatever happens, he's right. It's awesome, right? These yeah. Joe Rogan memes. Yeah, that picture right there, <laughs> it's sick. It's awesome. So, Joe can talk on the topics of UFC. Now, watch this. Can Joe talk on the topics of weed? Today, yeah. it's not yeah. a big deal. 10 years ago, a big deal. Can Joe speak on basketball? No. Can Um. Joe speak on football? It's not as special. Can he speak on guns? Can he speak on hunting? Can he speak on space? Can he speak on ayahuasca? Can he speak on uh, uh, comedy? What's that? Comedy. He he can speak on comedy. He can speak on acting. He was in Hollywood. He was an actor. He was a working actor. There are so many different genres that he can have the conversation with, so he's multidimensional. He's got range. He's got a lot of range on where he can go to, and he knows where he can, so if he can't, He brings a guy, and he's one of the best interviews in the world. So guess what? He knows how to get intel out of somebody that's not his space. That's a strength. Watch this. 2016, when Trump won, what did he have? He had Twitter, he had Facebook, he had YouTube, he had Fox, he had CNN, he had mainstream, he had everybody. Everybody wanted to give him the platform because they knew if he was there, they're going to get what? Millions of eyeballs. Okay. He hasn't tweeted yet. His first tweet will be the most liked tweet ever, but he hasn't tweeted yet. He's still doing Truth Social because he's driving the value of that company. He can't do that strategy long. Facebook is back. Instagram is back. He's going to have to use those things. Um, If Fox is not platforming him regularly, if he's not going after them, and Fox, quite frankly, doesn't care, doesn't act like they care right now, who else does he have? Because you need someone from mainstream. You need someone from social media. You need someone from business. Schwartzman is now saying they're going to support DeSantis. And Schwartzman was a big... That's the is part that he rock? can't... Yeah, he can't... You can't lose those things. So, by the way, I'll give you guys another crazy number here. Do you know how much since Trump announced his uh, candidacy... He announced it in November, right? When did he announce it? He announced it uh, late October, That he's running for office? When was was it when he announced uh, when he's running? Right around that time, correct. Was it late October? In 2022, from the moment he announced that he's running for office, he raised $9.6 million in 2022 alone. Now, to be fair, he didn't campaign at all. So it's not like he was campaigning. He just raised $9.6 million. Do you know how much Ron raised just running for governor in 2022? Do you guys know the number? $211 million. (laughs) One state, governor. That's real money. Okay, say whatever you want to say. This guy's getting $2.5 million checks right now to support him. Mm -hmm. So, why do you think that is though? But what the point, all I'm saying to you is, you know, uh, the the art of raising money is something not a lot of people can do. If you raise a million, raise mayor is what? Mayor, you need like a, you know, depending on the city you are, Congress, you know, some of the cities in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, that were fighting, the budgets were like 100 million, 50 million, remember that how big it got for some of these cities. But if you're raising 210, Jeb Bush had the last name of Bush. He was a two-term governor. When he ran for president, he raised only 140 for president. And his father's a president. His grandfather's, I mean, his brother's a president. His grandfather was Senator Prescott. You started with 140. Bro, DeSantis raised 210.9. You have to pay attention to this part, and people vote with their money. Yep. Every time you want to know like how we vote, the way people go vote at Starbucks versus, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Coffee Bean, you're voting with your money. If you go by Ford over Chrysler, that's a, that's a form of a vote that we're putting in place, right? So now, this doesn't mean anything if Trump starts doing his rallies, and he starts creating momentum, and he goes on Twitter, and he starts being active on Facebook and Instagram. He's capable of raising the money. Now, some will say what? The, the, the difference is what? Who needs the money? Who doesn't need the money? Who doesn't need the money? Trump doesn't need the money. DeSantis needs to raise the money. So that's the part where he's like, well, unlike him, I don't need people's money. He's bought that's what Trump's going to say. Gotcha. Trump's going to come in and say, because that's his position, he's going to say, well, yeah, of course he's raised that kind of money. You know who's giving them the money? This person, that person, this person, that person, this person. He's the institution. He's the establishment. Mm-hmm. He has to do all these favors for them. So you just have to know this is what we're going to be hearing the next 12, 18 months, them going back and forth, and the, the votes, the, the American people are going to make a decision, and they're going to say, I'm going to go this way or that way. But I think if you think it's ugly right now, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By the up. way,
0: I'm telling you, this is less than 1% of ugly. Yeah. We're not even at 10% of ugly. It's going to get ugly. The moment DeSantis announces he's running, Trump's going to take out his torpedo. He's going to take out his. Yep. He's gonna, let's go guns blazing. Go ahead.
2: I think um, something to consider uh, is you talked about establishment, is that. So we all remember when Bernie and Hillary in 2016. Was it 2016 And Yeah, it was 2016. Uh, And then Bernie was in the lead, and then all of a sudden, the Democratic establishment. DNC. Basically the DNC was like, Bernie, thanks for everything, but we're gonna (laughs) give it to to Hillary. I I, I don't think that we're giving a lot of uh, thought to what's happening behind the closed doors with the Republican establishment. Whether it's Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy, are all the big wigs kind of behind the scenes? They are all on Team DeSantis. No question. So when you talk about establishment politics, you know Trump's firebrand, much credit to him, was anti-establishment, drained the swamp. and that was a great, great marketing tool for him in 2016. But I think the 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 overall temperature of the country is just like Trump. Thanks, bro, but keep it moving. And everybody in the establishment is going to do everything they can, from McConnell to McCarthy to Romney, all the way down, to ensure that even if it's close, Meatball Ron going to be the, uh, the,
0: the, the nominee. Any, That's any, my opinion. Any different thoughts you guys have before we go into a different story?
2: Um,
3: j- just on that, they changed the rules on Bernie for debates and stuff because they didn't really – the mainstream Democrats – And the DNC panicked. They didn't think that the Bernie Elizabeth Warren message was central enough. And they really wanted to come back to central. And they had Bill Clinton in their ear yes, you know. Pimping for Hillary, if you can use pimping and Bill Clinton in the same sentence, <laughs> we, um, and that's where he wanted it, right? So they said, "Hey, you got to be back on the, sen- on the center." And Bernie and Elizabeth are, are too far out there. And they changed the rules for some yes. of the debate. Oh, you don't qualify for this debate, Bernie. What are you talking about? And so there's that. That was rules. But What's you behind just kind of scene- proved
2: my point, though. Proved your point he, about rules, Trump but I don't think you need any rules. Right,
3: Adam. On one thing, okay. One thing here, I don't think the RNC needs to bend any rules to put DeSantis at the center of the stage. It's happening because he's getting there under his own power, and he's just there. Bernie was the outlier candidate and was getting – there was too much over there, and they wanted the votes to come back to the center and to galvanize their support because they were really worried about the election, and so they changed the rules. I don't think the RNC is changing any rules – uh, in DeSantis' well, favor. I think they're letting optics, it roll and they're and people are supporting him and he's raising the money.
2: So from an optics standpoint, one could argue that Trump is more like the Bernie back then and DeSantis is more like the Hillary Clinton.
3: Today, um, you uh, could correct. today there's a lot of establishment like Fox choosing to ignore him. But I'm with Pat. We haven't even seen this war start to start yet. Yep. We have not seen it yet, and it's coming. And just anyway.
1: really fast, Pat. Then this is this is the Republican fight. I read an article on the uh, New York Times I sent to Rob that Biden, for his, for his run, his 2024 playbook is going to be the 2020 playbook. Just you know, kind of hide, let these guys go nuts. And this was a statement on it. Uh, Pat It said whether uh, ultimately he faces Donald Trump, this is Biden or another Republican trying to be like Mr. Trump. Biden plans a campaign message that still boils down to three words: competent beats crazy. That's going to be yeah, his side. No matter who goes cuz if DeSantis plays that, you know, Trump card which he kind of is, you know what I'm saying, he blew up with that Trump attitude, that's how but that's all that, the, that, the that
2: that slogan won't work against DeSantis cuz he's not crazy. He's competent. And that's the ironic part is that at my last point, I think Biden as inefficient and as weak as he's proven to be would still beat Trump in 2024. You really so, think that? Well, he already did it. He already did it. And well, there's a chance he well, could do it. Well, Th- hold on, That's f- how tarnished Trump's well, well, brand is. Well, well, Look what, at the polls, guys. I feel what they're Look coming at from. The polls. And I don't want to DeSantis, sleep. last point, DeSantis would <laughs> wipe out Biden. <laughs> okay, I, don't, love don't, <laughs> I love how everybody's laughing. <laughs> laugh I love how everybody's laughing. I said this exact same thing about 2020. There's a difference. You're crazy. You're crazy. Can it's I tell like, you what's different? There's a difference. I'm going to
0: tell you. Here's what's different. Okay. So. You know the whole uh, uh, fraud, election, whatever, whatever they talk. I'm not even talking about ballots. I'm not talking about the 2,000 mules. I'm not talking any of that stuff. Set that stuff aside. You believe it happened. You didn't believe it happened. It is what it is. That's been happening for a long time. You guys got to get better at catching these things happening. I'm not even going there. Uh, Hunter Biden's story. If that story stayed, he ain't getting reelected. When James Comey came out with a story about Hillary Clinton a week before election, Hillary lost. Believe it or not, as much as James Comey is Hillary Clinton's best friend, he caused her to lose. Uh, yep. He could have waited a one and a half week more. Trump ain't winning. Tom and I are on the phone at 3.30 in the morning. We're shell-shocked when they announced Trump won, and Hillary Clinton had to call and concede. We're like, are you awake? Is this a, <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? That was James Comey, okay, because mm-hmm. it was a week out. That New York uh, Post story was a week out. Fast forward to today. The amount of content, this is the part about being the president. You give your enemies a lot of content, okay? Your enemies, you don't have any content on your enemies because he's been on the bench. Trump's not been active. He's been on the bench for the last four years, right? Biden's been on the bench. Trump has 15 different things he can bring up about Biden. My concern, he goes against Biden. He beats Biden. I don't think. I think the DeSantis part is a concern. If the left picks somebody else, if it's a Michelle, if it's someone else, it's a different story. Yep. But I think Biden's resume is not sitting pretty. He's going to. Okay, you ready? All right. Eighty-three billion dollars Afghanistan. Okay. Uh, you, you, what do you call it? Hunter Biden laptop. You got uh, uh, Ukraine, World War III, First time since 1970 that Russia has put you know nuclear weapons on their Star ships. Treaty. Do you want me to keep going? What happens with China and Iran and Russia unifying, becoming a new world order in the other side that the new world order? You made the three enemies of America become united. What the hell are you doing? What kind of diplomacy is that? He he is destroyed in that area. So. Trump's going to play to that card, no problem. I think Democrats truly have to figure out a way to get Biden to step aside and bring somebody else in. I they agree. need somebody else. I don't think Biden's going to win against him. Anyways, okay. Did you guys see the very uh, pleasant-looking, friendly girl <laughs> going around yesterday on the, January, the, uh, the Georgia election probe? Did you guys see how friendly? Go to the MSNBC. Is, is this the one? No, I sent you the last one that I just uh, – uh, no, no, not that one. Did you guys see this or no? Do the one I'm about to send you here. I don't think as a 44 year old man, I, I mean, I've watched Exorcist, it freaked me out. Uh, I've watched Stigmata, a very respectable, scary movie. I've watched, uh, what else you want to put out there? Nightmare on Elm Street when I was eight years old in Iran. Kruger, Jason but I Myers. tell you, the last time I was this scared was when I watched The Exorcist until I watched this the interview. <laughs> you know who she reminded me of? Pause it real quick. She reminded how many guys have seen the movie Fallen? you seen the movie Fallen with Denzel Washington? Of course. Time time is on Yes, it is. it is. Do you remember when the guy is making these faces? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking like, about? Of
1: course. Freaking creepy
0: that. guy behind the glass. Who knows what I'm talking about? And he yeah. touches him. Boom. Spirit goes, yeah. watch this girl. She's <laughs> okay. not acting. Okay. <laughs> this is the real life Fallen character. Okay? Play this clip. Could she, you just watch this? I mean, you're into girls. You're not. After you watch this, you're going to be into men. Just watch right, this for go, a second. Here go. go watch Watch it.
1: Watch, it. Room with you is how watch many your facial reaction. Here. What can you tell us about how many people you recommended oh as a group to face indictments? Look at that. Right? I
0: Well, thank you for having me, first of all. And I'm, I'm hesitant to speak to something that the judge made a decision not to share. He. Uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but there was a hearing um, about what
1: parts of the report should and should not be published in its various forms. And the list, well, the sections that were removed were consciously
0: chosen to be removed. And I don't want to say I have better judgment than the judge.
1: Jesus, That's totally up. understandable. Is it, would you say, when it comes to, there are oh indi- there are indictments recommended. Look at reports. that. Is it yes. more than... 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out.
3: Allow for spacing. It's not a short list.
1: Not a short list. More, I mean, oh, my God. When it come- to 75 witnesses, like, it, it, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 pause people. Pause it.
0: You know who she reminds me of? How many of you guys have seen the movie Wedding Crashers? Anyone seen Wedding yes. Crashers? <laughs> Remember that one girl? Oh, fuck. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. Find you, like holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm into it, Vinny. I'm into it. I know you are, Vinny. uh, uh, You see this with the story on what's going on, and and Tom, I know you watched the news, how they were reacting to it, and what they said about this. What are your reaction when you see this?
1: Well, and mind you, Tom, we talked about this in the back. She's the four. So this is for the grand jury for for Trump. Just let them know who she is, so they kind of have an idea. She's basically in charge. She's a four person, four woman, for for picking all the jurors and, and keeping everything in line. She's the most biased. There was, a interview, there was another interview before this one where she's rubbing her hands and she goes, "Oh my, if Trump is going to come in there, she's like, I want to be the one to be like, you know, to, to give that, that brief that they do. This is another prime example of the bias that they're using on the left, which is going to hurt them. Because what they say, Tom, what, what did, um, I think it was CNN or somebody that said that she's ruined, she's ruined the whole, this, the, whole, whole ju- the, the courtroom thing is all finished.
3: You have fair-minded legal analysts that are on the left that are just – they understand how it works when you go into a courtroom. And they are looking at this, and they are saying, she is the defense attorney's dream because they're going to walk in here and say, my client has been indicted on a grand jury that had so much bias and a violation of the confidential requirement on the jurists. Which one of these – interview tour and you saw Democrats that were saying she's on this interview tour what the hell what the hell she doesn't have a publicist she doesn't have this they're calling her up and they're giving she's paid to be on these programs They pay you to be on these things, whether it's five grand or 10 grand. You're normally paid. And you've got these Democrats are out there going, she's on a freaking media tour. You can't do that (laughs) as a four person. We worked so hard to get this guy on the mat and to pin him down and get this grand jury to indict him. And she just blew the whole thing up. Right there, it That's is. That's it. It's like they're, that, they're worried they, about it. So it, you actually, the funny part of it, the same facial expressions are being made by Democrats yesterday, going, "I can't believe this."
0: Yeah. You know, they like, were just here's shocked. My question for you. You know, you know what I think about. Like, you know how sometimes we have somebody that, like, tomorrow I'm interviewing. Uh, 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 we're trying to get this on the calendar to interview uh, Tate's attorney, right? That they reached out, and so I'll be interviewing Tate's attorney, and then we'll put that out live. Uh, uh, and you'll see it's going to be all over the place when they talk about that. So we we have conversations before that interview takes place. So imagine you're the producer working on that show, and you're checking her audio. So, Mary, uh, Emily, is everything good? (laughs) You're like, hey, bro, can you you come and see this girl? (laughs) How's the weather where you're at? She's making these faces. You're like, dude, I think this is like, you know what? Can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Yeah, right? Done. We can't have this person. we got to change. Bring somebody else in to replace us. Why would you even put this on air? This is not helping you out. These are just like, these are turnovers and interception that you just gave to this other guy named Donald Trump. And uh, he's going to run with this when it's he sees something wind. like this. So look,
3: look at Emily Kors, the reporter. Does yes. that look like a woman... That's rea- that's reacting here. Yeah. It looks like she had bad sushi at lunch. Yeah. And she's about to just open her mouth and here it comes. Yeah. she is in pain. You see her sitting there asking questions as this was unfolding. She's not Emily Kors is not a not a dumb person. She's an intelligent, good interviewer no, I no, no, can no, you can back, I'm not a up. mind reader, the, but I'll the, tell you she's looking at this going. Oh, my
1: gosh. I Emily, can't call Emily is the girl on the, girl on the right. The girl on the left is Kate Baldwin. Kate Baldwin is on the left. Who looked a lot. But, well, yeah, what just you're saying, sure, is saying is Kate Baldwin, Baldwin looks, looks like she's, she's, yeah. she's, getting so, so, she's getting sick.
0: So, so okay, so we just kind of wanted to show you guys this to inspire anyway, you Anyway, shout bit, out to
2: Emily. Give me a call if you're uh, in my Miami single. Anytime, anytime soon.
0: Oh, my. Can somebody <laughs> get a hold of and introduce Emily to Adam? There's a reason why he's 39 and single. Because he chases Emily's. That's the problem. So, anyways, (laughs) not so much singing. All right, so here's the next thing I want to talk about. Parents, you already, we talked about you uh, to you. Don't don't show up the stuff on the the thing. I just want to first ask the question. You can put it there so I can see it, but not for them to see it. So, right now, following leading cause of death for people ages 1 to 44, okay, they call this the youth, younger, ages 1 to 44, cancer, heart disease, Homicide, motor vehicles, suicide, and drug overdose. Historically, in 1980, up until 2000, drug overdose was last by mile. This data just came out by the CDC. I want you to take a look at this. Can you put this up? Take a look at this here, guys, on what's happened. Okay? Look at HIV in 86. It goes up, boom, flatline. It's pretty much gone. They're not even tracking the stats anymore like they did before heart disease going slightly lower, you got cancer is around, homicide is there, accidents is gone lower, look at these poisoning drug overdoses and the number, 50,000 and climbing. 50,000 and climbing, okay? So when you see this, what do you think about Tom? My mind goes to a couple different places, where do you go when you see a stat like this as a parent? This
3: scares the hell out of me, and um, and there is a story behind the story here that fentanyl is being intentionally shipped to this country in illegal drugs, and the nation's children are getting a hold of it, and they're just they're you know they're dropping a tab, partying, and it turns out that it's laced, and that's what's going on here, and it's horrifying, and I don't think anybody wants to talk about it. When I see like this, it just underlines just. Why I have been so proactive so early with my kids because of the internet and everything that's happened. So much earlier in life, getting a hold of my girls before my parents got a hold of me because of what's out there and realizing it only takes one. Man, we used to talk in the late 80s, you look at HIV there. And so I graduated um, high school early 80s. And so back then, Take a look at the HIV line. My parents used to say, you got to be careful. It only takes one time and you can get HIV. It only takes one time to get HIV. And it was considered the death sentence back then before AZT, protease inhibitors, and all the things that build the cocktails so that people can live like Magic Johnson many, many, many decades. This, it only takes one and you're out. And it just scares the hell out of me.
1: And, and Pat, I actually lost, uh, my mom knows this, I lost two friends, uh, mom, about a year ago. Uh, My friend, uh, Fuquan and my boy, Rico. They were just hanging out. They trusted this girl. They were just at a house. You know, L.A., they're chilling. Uh, one of them had his girlfriend with them. Apparently, they all did just one little, you know, little bit of cocaine. All three dead. The other girl o- OD'd, but she survived. And this is, and I think we talked about last podcast, Pat. This is, and you said, "Cause I'm um, yeah, some of it's coming over the border. But one of the main ones that is coming in here is from China, okay? So China's winning, bro. They, we, I mean, we owe them all this money. They're making not... The money that they owe us, but uh, that we owe them—they're making money on the fentanyl, and they're killing Americans. So the, it's it's a win-win for them, and no, but that's that's not a big deal to people. Like, Adam, you you barely, a,
0: you're a great uncle. You spend a lot of time with your—not a great uncle, meaning he's got you know, mm-hmm. he, but I'm he's a great yeah. uncle. Very good. Yeah, yeah. not an old yeah. uncle. Great yeah. uncle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have a nephew. What what do you think about this story?
2: Well, I think there's. Uh, um, I too have lost some friends in Miami that have. Um, Overdose, uh, Rob. Can you pull up that that graph? I think there's a few things going on right here. You could see that it really boom takes off around 2010, right? Which was right around the time when social media started blowing up. So, you know, the the, the, the you know, what's the what's the term when you? Can um, you put
0: up the chart for the audience, yeah. Jorge or Eric? Go ahead.
2: What's the term when you uh, the fear of missing out, FOMO? I think social media has a major pro, uh, has been a major factor at this if you can just, you know, what do they say, like the most dangerous people in the world right now are lonely, sexless men sitting in their basement, so to speak. And if you are just home on your phone and everyone out there is living their best life and you're just by yourself and you're a 16-year-old kid, 22-year-old kid, 24-year-old guy, whatever it is, and everyone's having a great time and you're home alone and you're doing some sort of drug by yourself, I think social media has led to that. And then I think what is even worse As you can see, it was trending upward. And then since COVID, it has just skyrocketed. And that's sad because what you don't hear people saying is get the hell out of your house, exercise, go hang out with friends, be a human, get out there. Like, thank you. And you don't hear people talking about that. You hear people saying, you know, take the pill, take the jab, get, you know, get surgery, quick fixes. No, like, you know, one of the things that I give you major credit for, uh, Lincoln on Leadership, is no, we're not all fucking working remote. We're gonna be around each other and we're gonna be amongst each other. We're gonna create a culture. We're gonna have teamwork. We're gonna hold each other accountable. And I think from, for, for young people out there, there's just this, you know, lack of friendship and a lack of togetherness. And even if it's in school, that's fine. But then you go home, you go on your iPad, and you're alone. And you don't know what kind of thoughts are going through people's heads when they're home alone in front of a screen. And I think it's incumbent on parents. I think it's incumbent on teachers. I think it's incumbent on friends. I think it's incumbent on family to just check in on people that you think may have a problem and even kids that you don't have a problem. And I think this is is an American issue that we need to tackle.
1: I think that's a great and, and Pat, point. I, don't, I want to make one, one, one quick point not to cut you off. I, I like that they, they're using poisoning because I don't think your friends, Adam, like mine, they didn't OD. They didn't sit there and shoot up. My yeah. friends were poisoned because this girl got whatever. They got the drugs from whoever. Yeah. That shit was poisoned because they weren't sitting there. They did one bump of cocaine and they were all dead because fentanyl, the amount the, the that fits on the top of this can kill your ass. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's OD. You bring
2: up a really good point. I would like to know because I've lost friends... For, from overdoses, right? Mm-hmm. They, we know that they had problems, they were partying, and, and we all, I mean, show of hands, if you know somebody that has passed away from some sort of overdose. This is an American problem that we're all dealing with. So the poisoning, I think, is one small percentage of it. I'd like to know the stats on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know too many people that are like, I don't do any drugs, boom, I die. Yeah. I think a lot of it is like this collective drip, 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 boom, oh. now you've just overdosed. So. It's, it's a sad situation that we need to tackle.
3: What you bring up about social media, I think, is really important. The, the irony of the election of, of Donald Trump happened at a time – remember when we were talking about Facebook? We were worried about the addiction of kids. And then as soon as the election happened, we were worried about Facebook, about Russian interference and everything like that. There was a dialogue that was going on in the United States about how kids were being hyper-addicted to social media and how there were whistleblowers inside Facebook that said, you know, we've kind of programmed it this way to keep you in, to keep you chasing likes, yep. that your your self-worth was, I, was connected to your social measurement, measured by how many people like you. You had to be crazier, more outrageous, the makeup, whatever you were doing, had to be more more, 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 to get the likes. And that kind of stopped and went to the side. And then we had hearings on, okay, you social media guys, how do we get the orange man elected? What happened here? And it moved to that. And, you know, um, I went to a movie recently, and both my wife and I, anybody see the uh, Dove Soap commercial in the movie where the the lady's talking to her daughter and they're talking about the risk of social media and everything like that? I think I think this dialogue has to consider be considered because... I could call that the Zuckerberg line because why are you taking the drugs? Why are you dropping these tabs? What is so necessary about partying and doing it? You're getting poisoned by the drug you're taking, but why is it that you're turning to do that? And I, I happen to think social media is a big part of so, it. So,
0: so uh, uh, Social Dilemma is a documentary that uh, how many of you guys watch the documentary Social Dilemma? Got a lot of people thinking, talking, all this stuff. But you know, I will tell you this. Yesterday, we're doing a elite mastermind, and one of my favorite guys. You guys know who he is. Uh, 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 he's asking questions, saying, you know, I'm afraid of this happening to me. I'm afraid of making this decision. What if this goes wrong? What if at 70 I work hard, I build my company, but nothing happens, and this, 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 that? I said, why is it for the last three years, every time I talk to you, you always come from a place of fear? And he says, I don't know. I said, "Uh, do you believe in God? He says, "Ah." As he says, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm in this country where it's the number one country in the world for atheists. I said, okay. I said, do you go to church? He says, I don't go to church. I said, what do you think about faith? He says, nah, not really. I'm not big on it. So I said, I'm going to recommend a book to you. I don't know if you're going to read it or not, but I highly recommend you read it. I said, let me tell you what I noticed that I want you to be thinking about. He says, because when I watch you, I watch how hard you work and how many things you're doing, but how come you don't seem stressed out? and you're just kind of enjoying the process, you got a wife, you got four kids, you're running these businesses, all this other stuff, how come you don't seem like you're overwhelmed, like you're just kind of going with the flow? I said, dude, it's only because I truly believe someone's got my back. And by the way, I'm not here. You, you will rarely ever hear me talk about my faith. But I think there's a few different things. Peer pressure is a good thing if it's the right peers. Peer pressure is a bad thing if it's the right wrong peers. We need better peer pressure. The right peer pressure forces you to make better decisions because you don't want to let down to people in your community. There was a form of a peer pressure this morning when we were having a meeting back there. It's between us, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Peer pressure is a good thing. I think people need to start spending more time in churches. I think whatever you practice, go do it. This goes back to the clip we talked about with Robert Downey Jr. and Mel Gibson the other day about the fact that how many guys have seen the whole Robert Downey Jr. And Mel Gibson where he says... The reason why I brought Mel Gibson here is because years ago when I had nothing going on and I was an alcoholic, Mel came up to me and well, I couldn't pay the bills, I couldn't pay rent, I couldn't, we can't play this because the music, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, he gave me a job. And that job put a roof over my head. And I asked him, I said, how can I ever pay you back? Because, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is not blown up. He says, he told me, go find your faith. He says, Mel never told me which faith. He just said, go find your faith, whatever that faith may be, and it starts with responsibility. Robert Downey Jr. is happily married, quiet, low-key. You don't see him at the clubs
4: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Any of that stuff. And to me, one of my favorite, I don't know if you guys like this guy, I love Robert Downey Jr.'s acting, how he is his story, underdog, redemption, any of that stuff. And he says later on when you go through this, pass this down to somebody else. So a lot of these drugs that you're seeing, we can blame social media. We can blame all of that stuff. People are uncomfortable talking about taking people to go to church, going to a faith-based environment, and having the right people around you. The better the peers you have around you, the better community you're a part of, you're going to perform better. When I, when I was around other guys, and at one point I was a bodyguard. Most people don't know this story. If you really know this story, you really follow our contents. I've only told the story one other time. as a bodyguard for a Colombian guy. And he didn't sell baseball cards. When you're from, you know what I'm saying? So. So one day we go out, and I'm hanging out with these guys. First of all, we're having a time of our lives, just so you know, because Colombians, they know how to party. But but this Colombian guy was a very well-known Colombian guy in L.A. You don't need to know who he is, but he was a very Mm well-known Colombian guy. And I was a very well-known, you know... Tough guy. Tough guy. Not a tough guy, but I would say I was a very well-known guy that I could handle myself in pressure-type situations, however way you want to define that, right? So we meet, we go out, all of a sudden I'm on a, a... yacht in marina del rey and there's a mountain of uh, this white mountain you know if you want to call whatever you want to call this white mountain and he says we have to this guy owes us a hundred thousand dollars i'm like so that's why i'm here yeah great okay fantastic <laughs> so obviously we collect hundred thousand dollars but here's a point while this whole thing is over with i go back in the car And I know what I did that night, like with the people we're hanging out with. I'm like, dude, this is the wrong crowd to be around. Do you know if I stay in that community for two more weeks, three more weeks? The guy goes to jail, by the way. If I'm there for three more months, no valetainment, I don't have my four kids, I will never meet Patrick, I will never meet Dylan, I will never meet Senna, I will never meet Brooklyn, I will never meet these wonderful people in my life, I will never meet Mario, I would never meet Tom, I I would never. You're one stupid Decision away if you have the wrong pressure peers around you. You get in the right environment where they're pressuring you to improve your marriage, pressuring you to be a better father, pressuring you to be a better friend, pressuring you to be a better person financially. Then one day you wake up and you're like, okay, great. This is fantastic. We've done okay. We're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. This doesn't mean just because you have faith you're going to walk on water. But I think we need more of that today. That's all I'm talking about. I just want to say something.
2: I just want to add one thing to, to what Pat says. Um, you know, you talked about this concept of peer pressure and whether you have good peers in your life or bad peer pre- Peer pressure can be a good thing if it leads you to the right thing. I think, you know, you said the other day, you know, this whole concept, of like, your network is your net worth. And, then, you know, if you add up the five people that are closest around you, you're the sum of those five people. And then Pat goes, yeah, yeah, but is it really five? Or is it really one person that is sort of the biggest influence over you. And I think we all know that it's not just five people, it's one person in your ear whose counsel you listen to the most. Whether it's a business partner, whether it's a wife, whether it's a parent, whether it's a friend, whatever it may be. And I think, you know, you're absolutely right with that. And last point, I think we are so hungry in this country for leadership. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about, is that whether it's a voice in your ear, or whether it's the President of the United States, or whether it's a friend, we all want some leaders to step up and put us in the right direction. And, and and this is what I think is so amazing about you. And I know you're not big on like, you know, grandstanding, but we wouldn't be where we are without your leadership. So it's not so much the five people that we're closer to, like we all look at you as the leader. And to have someone, the captain of the ship, so to speak, is so big to have in your life. And if it's you, that it's the person that people look at in your life, just understand people are looking at you as the leader. But if it's somebody that is the leader in your life, just keep them close, even if you uh, screw up from time to time. Right.
0: One great thing about Adam is uh, uh, never screws up. There's one thing about Adam. <laughs> it's never screws up. Let's go to this next story because yeah. we're, we're on this. here. By the way, this next story to me also has to do with the drug stuff because – I think working from home is not a good business model because you're asking people to be alone by themselves. We need to be around people. Here's a story. I know some of you guys don't agree with that. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. Amazon employees express dismay, anger about sudden return to office policy. And Tom's got some stuff on this, especially what uh, uh, Bernie Sanders said recently. But let me read this article and then, Tom, I'm coming straight to you. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy replaced Jeff Bezos. Announcements of a mandatory return-to-office policy for at least three days a week beginning May 1st has sparked opposition amongst Amazon employees. God forbid you come to the office three days a week. Group of tech workers have created a Slack channel and a petition against the mandate, and about 5,000 employees have signed the petition so far. A group of employees also spammed an internal website with messages conveying their opposition to the new policy, many expressed frustration that they'd have to find arrangements for child care, caregivers, for aging parents, or potentially move to be within commuting distance to, oh my God, <laughs> to the office. Additionally, the petition presents a number of data points and studies highlighting the benefits of remote work, such as improved productivity and the ability to attract and retain top talent. Tom, what are your thoughts on this wonderful article?
3: Well, this article comes on the heels of Disney. Everybody see Disney also got a petition about uh, four days ago, 2,300 people, a couple of people nodding here. So 2,300 people petitioned Disney because Robert Iger said, Two things, hey, we're a creative organization, it's good when creative people are together, number one. And number two, the rest of you that are not in creative jobs here at Disney, it's good to be collaborating with each other. That's where we get mentorship, that's how you get noticed to be promoted. And so I'd like you to be in the office four days a week. Four days a week, that's all that Robert Iger asked at Disney. 2,300 people flipped out the same thing. Oh, it's gonna create hardships, hardships, hardships. Then Disney comes out, 72 hours later, do an earnings report and it says, yeah, and we got to let you know, we, the expenses are still a little high. So we probably have to lay off about 5,000 people. <laughs> if I was one of the 2,300 people that just signed a petition and then you hear him go, yo, oh crap, I'm in, you know, <laughs> yeah. now what the same thing is happening here. And I think the employees aren't understanding they're being given opportunities to be recognized, get a raise. Who doesn't want to raise unless you think you're entitled to it. And by showing up, you get it. How many business owners or business managers are here? Look at this. Look at this. How do you recognize people? How do you help people lift up? How do you notice those little things, those little intangibles, somebody who's an encouraging force in the office? And so now you have 5,000 people are signing this petition, and Amazon, oh, wait, they did a big layoff too. In the middle of Amazon trying to find some costs and efficiencies... It's just amazing. And also, I like the note here, move within commuting distance of the office. Something funny, go look it up. It happened with Yelp today. Yelp discovered that people that were working from home actually had moved like to Texas or Florida or some way and were no longer near the office and hadn't told Yelp. So when they say, okay, you have to be in the office for three days, they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> they... they So this thing about moved within commuting distance to the office, you had a lot of people thinking, hey, guess what? I can go ski and I can live in Mammoth, California, and I don't have to come to the office. So when this comes back, there's a flip side to this employee flip out where some of them, and maybe it's for good reasons, have moved out of areas. There it is. Yelp's remote work reveals how pandemic reshaped local economies in a way we work. Yeah, local economies that no longer had certain Yelp workers, but they had a Yelp office. And now you have to go back to the office and they're like, whoops, I don't live here anymore. And it's like,
0: what are you talking about? Adam, what do you think about this?
2: So... I think this is part of a larger conversation of this concept of a work-life balance. so There's no secret that Gen Z and even millennials are advocating wholeheartedly, like, dude, let me just live my best life a little bit more, right? And uh, I think there is some uh, justification to some of these four-day work weeks. Some countries have implemented that. They've started to see some productivity go up during four days. I mean, how much time is spent in the office just BSing you know, networking, talking. I mean, that's part of office culture. I get it. Um, but what, what I thought was ironic here, he's requesting employees come back three days a week. As the CEO, it's like you're now mandatory need to be in the office four days a week or five days a week, whatever it is. Uh, but I think as a, raise your hand again if you're a business owner. So – and raise your hand if you're just – By the looking. way, if the
0: audience can't see it, can, yeah. can you get the – turn the camera on to folks who – look what percentage are business owners. Raise your hands again if you're yeah. a business owner. Look at this. Wow. Wow. Did you yeah. say that's 90 percent, 80 percent?
2: 80 percent. Yeah. So I think – God
3: bless the job creators, baby.
2: Yeah, respect. I, I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, if – I don't know who these people are at Amazon, but let's just say that they're 40, fifty dollars $50,000 a year employees – you know, they don't own the company. They don't, they, they don't haven't taken the risk as an entrepreneur granted. We can go down that path. But, you know, that, you know, regular employee, they also want to have a life. They want to have some vested interest in their life. They don't want to just li- work to live, right? They want to, they don't, or they don't want to live to work. And a lot of people say, well, like a job, J O B stands for just over broke. So if you are not incentivizing your employees to say, no, this is part of, uh, an overall life plan that we can help you with so you can save money and 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 really live the What do you life think about you what Adam
0: is saying? What do you think about what Adam is saying? I'm asking you what do you think? <laughs> tell me tell me what, what are your thoughts <laughs> with what Adam said? No, no. I just I actually want to by the way what do you do real quick what business are you in? So I'm a general contractor Okay. As well as uh, I own and operate properties. Okay. So what do you think so general contractor own and uh, operate properties right? Okay, so what do you think about what Adam said about the fact that, you know, they need to have some work-life balance? What do you think about that?
4: Businesses don't run that way. And the thing is that, you know,
3: you you have to calculate, like if you were looking at an overall P&L, both on
4: your debt, on your staffing, payroll costs, your utilities and overall (coughs) expenses, if you were to break it down, you would go broke instantaneously, to try to help create in that perspective. Now, there is incentive to help grow. And the thing is that it is my job to see whether all you do is housekeeping or you do just lobby. But the thing is that when you see potential, you help that growth move forward. Because I've, I've created, with me and my family, we've created about five to seven people. One works for Corporate Choice Hotels. Uh, one became a house builder, a premium house builder. Uh, another one joined a major company, and she's doing fantastic with her life. But it requires time from the ownership. But at the same time, you can't you can't put everybody in the same box. And so if you were to put everybody into the same box, you would never get this thing moving forward. And that's where, like, your costs won't back. You, it won't... It won't pencil out. You will go under if you're trying to make a specific move just to help everybody because it doesn't work that way because my family didn't have anything either when they first began.
0: By, by the way, they, it sounds like a very reasonable... Make some noise for uh, a yeah. great uh, response here. What's, what's your name? What's your Kush Say it again.
4: Kush Nathu. Kush. Kush. Kush.
0: Kush? Kush. Last name? Nathu. Nathu. You know when I Kush, Kush. Kush, what I think about Kush, I think about...
4: You know what? I think think
0: about Jerry Maguire. How many guys think about Jerry Maguire? The the prospect. But uh, going back to what you're saying, so here's kind of how this thing works out. When you're saying, you know, the employees also need a work-life balance, all this other stuff. Fine. No problem. I totally understand it. Um, You know, when it comes down to running a business, the goal is to stay in business. He just talked about that. A lot of times people are making the decision the way you're thinking where – Let's try to please everybody, but then if the company goes out of business, you just cost a few hundred thousand people jobs or thousands of people a job. Bed Bath and Beyond going out of business to please a few employees—they just shut down 436 something stores. Thank Who did you. that hurt? So let's sit there and try to please everybody that you know want a little bit work-life balance. Guess what? You want work-life balance? Go be a laptop entrepreneur. Figure out how to make fifty thousand dollars. You can live in Thailand if that's what you want to do. But if you want to run a company shout out goes to the people that are creating jobs the job creators in america lower taxes let me explain to you this there is nobody that lowers taxes in america more than job creators if a person is employed that company is minimizing your taxes because you don't have to pay unemployment taxes. You don't have to pay entitlement programs. That company is taking the responsibility of doing that. The more of these companies that are doing that, you and I are able to pay lower and lower taxes. Shout out to them. Now, I'm going to give you the other part as well. 50 Cent, uh, uh, we talked about this on Tuesday, where he said too many people, the, the concept of being depressed, it's a luxury to be depressed. Okay? It's a luxury to be depressed. For me, some of the most miserable bitter people I've met in my life have way too much time on their hands. Some of the most miserable, bitter people who do stupid shit have way too much time on their hands. You know what I did when I had a lot of time on my hands? My hair was orange. (laughs) Because I was bored. So I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm going to try this peroxide shit and, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's done the peroxide thing before? Who knows what I'm looking at? You guys, I'm yeah. not alone. Yeah. I'm like, let me see. Let's go I to the beach. Hey, my hair is orange now. Damn, that's pretty sick. I don't have a job. Okay, so no, we, we have a little too much time on our hands where people need to kind of get back to work and have a bigger purpose. Life without a purpose is when you start doing stupid things, drugs, alcohol, dumb stuff, coloring your hair, all these other crazy activities that comes in. The more active you are, the more you're in the hunt for something big, for you, for your family, for your kids, whatever it may be, you're gonna be a better, productive citizen for all of us. And the communities become safer if we do that.
1: I, I don't wanna, I'm, I, I, wanna, give, give him a round, give power, come on, guys, I, I mean, <laughs> not, but with that being said, not to put a damper on everything, but, you know, Dodger in the field report in Ohio, he, he's dead, and it just <laughs> threw him in the river. So he's dead now, so. Well, uh, the, the water in Ohio. L- let me just give a quick. Answer. By the way, shout
2: out to you. Uh, great dresser by Kush. the way. I mean respect to you. Uh, but uh, you hit the nail on the head. Is that that? How many more entrepreneurs, business owners, are there versus actual employees? What, Ninety ten, let's say. So so I think what's important for you to do is is those people with jobs they need to understand that they are a part of a company that is doing something and is incumbent that on you. That part I agree with. Yeah, yeah. it is incumbent on you that. to validate their purpose. Yes. Because, look, you're not talking to somebody that's some $50,000 employee. I, I have a company like. It is so I, true. Like, I'm not that dude that, that, this is, that, that you think I am. Like, I'm just an employee yep. guy. So but what I do is I talk to a lot of employees. And what I've, what I've noticed is there's like, yeah, it's just a job. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're building something here, bro. Like, this is what we're doing. And they're like, no, just, just a job for me. And there's a disconnect between the entrepreneur who's building something and has a vision and wants to do something and is putting in and sleeping, you know, yep. four hours a night and is doing something versus the guy that's just, hey, this is just a job. And if you can make that person feel important and make that per- person feel like he has a purpose and he's part of something that's actually building something, that's where you'll get someone to buy in. <laughs> And whether it's three days
0: a week or five days a week, he's part of the vision. You make a very good point. Very, very important point. Let me tell you what happened. Remember how the whole thing uh, where it's some people shouldn't become fathers because you're not like, you you need to just take your time before you become a father because you're not willing to do the job. It takes two minutes to become a dad. It takes years to become a father, that whole saying. Amen. Certain people are not meant to become employers. So where's Leo at, if Leo's in here or not? Leo, do you remember when we were in that one house in Bay Colony and one of the guy was talking about, well, two years ago I made $10 million in profit, life was good, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but I'm having a hard time keeping employees, you know? Why do you think I'm having a hard time keeping employees? I said, interesting. I said, tell me your schedule. How often are you at the office? Are you working 60? I said, when you made $10 million, how much were you working? 60 hours a week. I said, how did you work last year? Now last year I'm more like 10 to 20 hours a week. I said, so the employee is sitting there asking themselves, why the hell am I working for you? Exactly. If the leader at the top is not driving the company, what the hell am I doing? Because if you're growing, hey, I'll ride that uh, train. But if you're not, what am I doing with you? I'm going to go and work for somebody else. So I fully agree with the point you're making as well. Some, Some employers need to go become more in a supporting role and be an employee if you don't want that kind of pressure. If you're the employer, if you're the CEO founder, you got to work, drive the company, and sell the vision of where they're going so other people are willing to go out there and join you. If not, go join somebody else's team. Very good point you made there as yeah. well. So we got a couple of things here before we wrap up. i got one last story we can do, okay? We can do one of the five, and you pick and choose which one. Based on the uh, noise you make. we'll pick one of them. One of them is a masks story by New York Times. Let me give you the list, and then you pick and choose. The other one is Putin's speech about the family nucleus. Anybody saw Putin's speech about family nucleus? If you haven't seen it, I retweeted it yesterday, and you should go read the commentary. It's awesome. They were all very friendly towards me. It was incredible. They, you shouldn't read what people had to say. Everybody else, you can go enjoy it. We can talk World War III, or we can talk... Uh, um, office landlord defaults are escalating as lenders brace more for distress, pick one of those four stories. Or chat GBT that asked the question which one of these people's social score is the highest in America and to the world? Which of those five you want to talk about? You pick and choose the audience. Putin Putin. Really? Okay, Putin, huh? let's get the Putin speech. We, we got go. a bunch of Russians in the house. Hello. Here we go. Hello. Right? Do okay. do so, Putin gives a speech and, you know, he, he's talking to, the, the, the. I mean, you'll see when he's going through it, but he gives a speech about the family nucleus and how America is making a big mistake right now and what's causing a fall. And then we'll get some reaction here from everybody. Go ahead and play the clip if you can. Okay. И здесь опять лгут постоянно. Oh, you can't read it, right? If you guys can't read it, i got to almost... Yeah, okay, go back, go back, turn off the audio, I'll read it on what he's saying. So go back and turn off the audio and put it on uh, 1.5 speed, I'll read it at a fast pace. If you want to press but, play... I have one request. What's that?
2: Please read it in a Russian accent. Hello. Yeah.
0: No, we're, not, we're not doing that. Yes. I already have an accent, let alone a Russian accent. I mean, I can do it. Press play. And here they lie constantly. Perverts' historical facts do not stop attacks on our culture. The Russian Orthodox Church and other traditional religious organizations of our country see what they do with their own peoples, the destruction of the family, cultural, and national identity. Super slow talker. Perversion, mockery of children, and pedophilia are declared the norm. He's talking about America. Pedophilia is the norm, the norm of their life. And priests are forced to bless same-sex marriages. Interesting. God with them, let them do what they want to do. What do I want to say here? Adults have the right to live as they want. We have always thought like this in Russia, and we always will. No one will invade private life. We are not going to do this. So far, sounds reasonable, but I want to tell them look at the Holy Scriptures, the main books of all other religious world religions. Everything is said there, including that the family is the union of a man and a woman. So they're clapping right now I love that. in the Great audience. Hat.
1: Great hat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but these sacred texts are now in doubt. As it became known, the uh, Anglican Church, Church, for example, plans to consider the idea of gender-neutral God. Oh, my God. What What can we say? Forgive us, Lord. They do not know what they do.
1: Wow. Everybody clap, clap. Millions
0: of people in the West understand that they are leading to a real spiritual disaster. The elites directly, I must say, go crazy, and it seems that they can no longer be treated. But these are their problems, as I said, and we must protect our children. And we will do this, protect our children from degradation and degeneration. And the speech is over with. So what are your thoughts about that speech that he gives? Okay? What do you think about it? Okay. So now, Tom, uh, uh, Adam, I'll go to you first. You hear a speech like that he's given, Putin. The commentary is 50-50. I just want to prepare you. The commentary is 50-50. What do you think when you hear him give a speech like that about America?
2: Uh, well, I think if any leader made a speech like that, we would all kind of be like, right, yeah, like, let's return to normal and let's just you know, respect religion and uh, you know, we're not going to invade your private lives. I think when a thug like Putin gives that speech... You automatically are like, okay, if you disagree, you'll die. So, uh, again, a lot of what he said makes sense. And by the way, show of hands if you're like a fan of Putin in this room. Okay, so it's not like we have a, okay, we have a couple. And just, why are you a fan of Putin? A fan? You like Putin. I get what a fan is, but why are you a fan? You like Russian history. Okay. You like
0: the Russian history. And are you a capitalist yourself? Are you pro-America or no? You named your boy after Stalin, your son. Can we get the KGB in
2: here to take this guy out of here? Where's (laughs) the key? By (laughs) by the way, you're being
0: serious or you're you're, uh, trolling right now? Straight up. You know what I love about this? Here's what I love. How long have you been following our content? 2015, 2015, 2016, you've been following the content. Okay, so why do you like uh, Putin? Uh, Just what I read about history, like Russia. Yeah, so I read about all of his, like Russia, like Lenin, Stalin. Very What are your thoughts on Lenin
2: and Stalin? Fan?
0: Well, I read their books. Yeah, I read all of them. So you're a fan? I'm not a fan. I read all history. I like history. I like America history. I've read Mein Kampf
2: by Adolf Hitler, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, I
0: I read Mein Kampf, too. Nice. Are you a fan? No, I'm not a fan. I read the book. Got it. All right. (laughs) Well, you're a fan of Putin. I like Russian, German history, every history, really. Doesn't, history, doesn't, history. Okay. How do you view Putin as an individual? Like, uh, how he's doing as a leader of his country, and then who he is to us, America? Is he a pro West? Is he a fan of what we're doing? Or is he a enemy, the state number one? Well, if we had to go to war with them, I would. Like, if it was between us and them, put it that way. Um, Meaning what? You, you would yeah, be? Yeah, I would yeah, say I have to fight him. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Where were I you going with that, Adam? That. What, what was your point? Well, there? I just
2: wanted to get to read the room because there seems to be this like fascination with Putin. And you can have respect for somebody and even what they stand for, but at the same time understand that he's a bad dude. He, he wants to bring down America. He wants to bring down the West. He's not uh, on Team America whatsoever. Uh, and I think part of our country right now is that whether you're on Team Red or Team Blue, just... Remember, you should be on team red, white, and blue. And I think that's just something that, you know, who did we have on the other day? Was it Jimmy Dore that was talking about what Tucker Carlson is saying about uh, Putin? I don't remember if it was him or not. But
0: uh, Adam, Tom, what do you think about this?
2: So I believe that that is a
3: political speech. And he was preaching to the choir that was there. That was his military industrial front line there in the yep. first two rows. Medvedev, you can see him sitting right there. And so I, number one, I think he's trolling us a little bit. But number one, I think he's trolling us with the reflective truth of one side because I think he's trying to divide. But I'll have to tell you, if I closed my eyes and I didn't know who was speaking and I heard that, um, there's a lot of truth in it. And there's a lot of stuff in that that I'm like, yeah, that's correct, yeah, that's true. We, we, this is what we are doing to a generation of children. So I see that part of it, but then I say, okay, why is this guy saying it and saying it now and saying it this way? I think he's trolling and cre- trying to create political division among us.
1: I, I, I agree, and it's like, right, that's, like you said, he's rallying the troops back. Because with everything that's happening right now, he's just reaffirming to all of them where, where he stands and where they are as a, as a nation. That's it? That's it.
3: Okay. And I think he believes... And I think there's parts of it that he absolutely believes, but I think
0: he's trolling. So let me ask you, what is the likelihood in the next 20 years that a, a president from the right or the left or the middle tells that speech in his own or her own way? Would it be more from the left, the right or the middle? Well, it's coming from the right. Oh, yeah. A speech like that would come from the right. Here in the U.S., you mean? Here in the U.S. U.S. leader. Talking. Yep. So, so maybe. So, what is the right uh, turned on by that speech? Like, what did he say? Did he say low taxes? Did he say pro military? Did he? What did he talk about? Family he talked pro marriage. He talked family values. He talked God. Uh, uh, God. He talked leave our kids alone. And parents resonate with that story. Mm-hmm. It would be great if an American president gave a message like that to protect parents to say leave our kids the hell alone that's it and by the way i'm willing to tell you i'm willing to tell you if that president that presidential candidate is left right or center we would all applaud for that person it doesn't matter but somehow some way a basic message like that doesn't come from the left period and what's going to happen is you're going to piss off moms who are sitting there saying dude listen man you can do whatever you want to me go for it you cross the line when you mess with my baby, you're going to see a different side of me. You ever seen, like, my wife, if you ever talked to her, I didn't think she was naturally like this nice all the time. She's like this all the time, by the way. I thought it was like an act. Like, I'm like, you can't be like this all the time. There's got to be an act. So, so, you know, when you date, you get into some fights, and you're like, you see a different side. And I've seen some sides. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool, there you go. So, you know, the, the, the breaking point, you do something to any of her kids Jen goes from straight up playing with her hair like this. Look what she's doing right now, playing with her hair. (laughs) She goes from that to straight up. Mara trucha, like gangster coming out. You know, a whole different person shows up. She's ready to, you know, throw down. But that's what's happening to moms. Moms are resonating with a message like this. If a strategist is there, seeing a video like this, I tweeted. I don't know how many millions of views it got just listed. It got like 40, 30,000 likes, 7,000 retweets. Hey, candidates. This is an important message for American people. You may want to consider realizing how important this is to people. Go yeah, ahead.
2: Yeah, the message will not will fall upon deaf ears because it is Putin giving this speech, and everyone's like, okay, buddy, keep it moving. But let's just, let's just go back three to six months. There was the newly elected Italian prime minister. What's her name again? Georgia Maloney, Maloney. I believe. She gave a very similar speech, and it, was, it, was, it went worldwide. And I think that's what I think you're, you're. I mean, that's kind of what Jen was going. Parents here are saying. just saying, yeah. "Dude,
0: leave and, us alone. Let us raise our kids. And there's nothing
2: wrong with that. When it comes from Putin, I don't know about all that
0: though. Okay, over under. Uh, Adam has a kid within two years. Yes or no? How many guys say he's going to have a kid within two years? Raise I your hand. Yeah. How many guys say there's no way in the world he's having a kid within two years? Okay, you see. All right, we're going to well, see what's going on. There's about a
2: certain the girl that would probably have a, a say in
0: this. That so we'll girl, see. Emily, is your girl from CNN. Emily the girl. She's, Emily, yeah. call. She's, yeah. Emily, call. She's call sauce, Emily. We're waiting for you. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, hey, yeah. appreciate you guys for coming out. Uh, uh, live audience, if you're watching this, we got, I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow. Hang tight with the interview in case it does take place. You'll let, uh, we'll let you know if we're going live with it. Uh, Eric, do we have that clip to show them what are the next live ones going to be here? Do we have that thumbnail to show? I think it's in April. It's going to be the first week of April or so, first or second week of April. We'll be doing the next live. If you weren't here, you missed it. We can't wait for you guys to come in. The problem was the moment we announced, sold within out. a couple hours, it sold out. So we got a lot of complaints. Well, how about this? How about that? If you want to be on the list next yeah. time, we're no longer announcing it publicly. We just put it in a text, and it sells out. Text award podcast to three one zero three four zero one one three two once again text award podcast three one zero three four zero one one three two to find out the next time we do a live like this. With that being said, we will dismiss the audience out there but we're gonna spend a little bit more time with the yeah. folks here. Take care everybody. Bye 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 bye. Awesome.